Greetings. This is Arvette McLean with Speak, the Universe Listens. New ways to view age-old challenges. Change your thoughts. Change your life. Step into the bigness of you. That the eye is only prepared to see what the mind is able to comprehend. Ready to ready to comprehend. The eyes the eye hold on look, now I got to pull it. The eye will only see what the mind is prepared to comprehend. So I really like that. I, you know, I don't like the word only. I don't really like words like only and always because, yeah, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> we don't know. But so um, I always thought that was interesting in hindsight because I remember, I've told this story about it two times, but I had um, gone to like Disney World or somewhere like that. And my mindset has always been, I never win anything, good things don't happen to me, you know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. And so I was making a collect call to my house, but to Virginia. And um, they were like, this is AT&T, you're our grand prize winner. You know, they operated the, uh-huh. the phone and told me I had just won the grand prize. And I said, oh, no, thank you. And our friend's like, what? Excuse <laughs> me? <laughs> 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 like, you won the grand prize. I was like, oh, no, thank you. They're like, no, thank you. I'm like, no, thank you. They're like, all right. <laughs> and so the person who I was calling long distance, she was like, why did you say no, thank you? Like, basically, you just won or whatever. But that wasn't anywhere in my awareness field right. that I could possibly win. And so, like, in hindsight, thinking about that and thinking about all the things I probably just missed in my life because I had my blinders on. And then I sit sit around and I watch other people miss stuff that's right in front of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, it's right there. <laughs> but, you know, it's easier to see other people miss it than, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to just be aware that you really have to enlarge your vision, your expectation of what's possible. Um, start believing in things even before you can see it because you'll never be able to see it if you don't believe in it. That's very true. No, I like that a lot. This um, <clears throat> The topic of you know believing and then seeing, I appreciate it a lot because a lot of my life I did spend you know, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, it was mm-hmm. the inverse for me a lot of times. And I remember, um, I felt like, yeah, I felt like I blocked myself from a multitude of opportunities. Well, not like you, because you didn't say that, but, <laughs> but 
Yeah, I feel like I block myself on a multitude of opportunities, never even giving myself the possibility of that being me. Like, so I remember um, taking a class at Longwood and like, it w we had to do like some special project. And I remember like, they were like, all right, well, you know, if your project goes this far after you do your presentation, like they might submit it to the Southern, like some little Southern group or whatever, like to go present there. And so I remember like me and my partner got chosen to like go forward for like the next step. And I was like, yeah, but like, ain't no way, like, because I, anybody trying to hit me talk about this, like anybody trying to hit me talk right. about come up here and talk to you about three different types of black students at Longwood, like this ain't, anybody really calling me, but it was just that it was, for some reason I never believed, it was, well, I've said it before many times here, it was during that time in my life where I was, wasn't believing that my words were my words one and had the meaning that they had. So every time I was speaking, I still wasn't seeing myself the way I should see myself. And so as a result, I was also blocking off opportunities that would come with that. I was always taken by, I remember reading this book, they were like, in Yoruba culture, there's no word for fiction or make-believe because they believe that if you can conceive it, mm -hmm. then it can be possible on the physical plane. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking about that, like, all the stuff that I can conceive. And I'm mm. like, can that stuff really be real? Right, you know? right. But then I think I always probably thought so because I would be so afraid mm -hmm. of scary movies. And so people would be like, it's just a movie. Why are you so afraid? Like, I, I cannot watch a scary movie. <laughs> like, it's just a movie. Why are you afraid? And I'm like, well, if somebody can think it, mm -hmm. then it can really <laughs> happen. <laughs> <laughs> but then I would also think about like Star Trek and stuff. And I'm like, can that stuff really happen? And But I remember being a kid, and for whatever reason, I thought the age 32, because well, I ain't gonna tell you what, what year I would turn 32, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> but uh, I remember it was like a certain marker, and everybody's like, How old will you be when this happens? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'll be 32 years old. And so they were like trying to envision, like, <clears throat> what may be happening during that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember people saying, um, When you call people on the phone, they can see you, and mm -hmm. you know, stuff. It was just like all these things. And I was just thinking, That would just be so horrible that people can see you <laughs> when you call, you know. <laughs> I remember that too, like <laughs> just having those conversations in my younger, you know, younger days, like things that we have now, couldn't even see it. <laughs> couldn't even see it back then. And it's here, like, dang, <laughs> like, wow. Like I said, though, um, too, it made me think, like, for me, um, I had like a lot of confidence, like, I wasn't confident in myself when I was younger, like in my early 20s. And um, I had so many possibilities that I sort of overlooked them because I really thought that because I didn't have, uh, let's just say, um, you know, a degree, I was looking at this job that I wanted. And just because they asked for one particular thing mm -hmm. and I didn't have it, but I had all the other qualifications for it mm -hmm. that I couldn't, I couldn't apply for that job, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and then when I got older, I realized that's never the case because I could still 
I can apply for that job and I might be missing that one qualification, but I probably have all the other qualifications mm-hmm. and I'll still be, you know, I, I'm still, I'm still good. I'm qualified for the job. So that just made me think like you, you have to really, if, if you really believe in yourself, you know, and just actually, um, how, how can I say it? What's the word? I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to find the word that I'm looking for, but um, if you just believe in it, then things can happen for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for me, it's uh, a little opposite of what y'all was saying, but <clears throat> I feel like I always, since a little kid, felt like I was going to be like rich and big, like yeah. that dude. Like, I always felt like that. And um, <clears throat> along the way, life happens, and I started. I went from like knowing and believing to wondering how, you know, and that, and that kind of hindered me because uh, that was my focus. Like, all right, I know I'm gonna be this big shot, <laughs> right, but right. how I'm gonna do it? Like, how? <laughs> how, how, how? And, and and that, you know, walk by faith, not by sight. Right. And that just me worrying about how took my focus off just simply believing and knowing. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of my trip ups too. I used to always think about how things were going to play out, right? And I worried so much of the how mm-hmm. that I failed to realize I shouldn't even worry about the how, you know, just have the faith and just continuously believe that it's going to happen for me. And I noticed, like, just by me having faith and believing that things are going to be all right, it's going to play out for me. And nine times out of ten, they always play out. If I, long as I believe it mm-hmm. and I see it, it'll play out. And then I don't even worry about the how. It's just everything it's unfold. Over. Yeah, everything yeah. unfold. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day, and uh, we was talking about that. And I was like, uh, "Well, if you want a thousand dollars by Friday, uh-huh. do you care how you get it? <laughs> or you just want it? Like, do you really honestly care?" <laughs> You know, so it's like, detach yourself from the how. A lot of times we get focused on the how, 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 and we eliminate so many possibilities. And once we get to thinking and rapping all ourselves, and like we don't see a pathway for it, mm-hmm. then we don't even believe no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And so we know what we want, but I'm in a space now, I don't care how I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I just know this how I want to live, yeah. you know? so. I think a lot of times the how hinders us on, on things, yeah. and it, it, it kind of causes a frenzy to where we, we, we stop believing a little bit. And I think too, the timing, you know, I used to always like, you know, when you want something, you want it right then and there, right? Yeah. And then you continuously, like I used to continuously tell myself like, it's gonna, it's gonna play out for me, it's gonna play out for me. And I keep on believing, and then a week go by, a month go by, a year go by, and I don't, I don't see nothing happening. And then right when I get to that moment, that's the where I'm like, all right, I just, mm-hmm. I let go. I don't even be thinking about it no more. That's, that's exactly when it comes. And, and um, I'm glad you said that because what happens is, because what I was going to say about what Rodney was saying is, when we're talking about we want something to happen, mm-hmm. That means we're saying it hasn't happened. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we're saying it hasn't happened, then we're in a state of separation, state of lack, 
um, it's not here yet. So as I'm saying, well, dang, I want it to happen tomorrow. Well, it, it still hasn't happened yet. It still hasn't happened. I'm offering all of that energy. It hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. It hasn't happened yet. The minute I'm releasing, <laughs> then what you want can just flow right in. And I, I used to see this all the time when I used to watch I Should Be Alive. It would happen time and time and time and time again. Those people, oh my goodness, they would try and they would try <laughs> and they would try to save themselves and they could not. It would be until they were like, you know what, I just give up. <laughs> and then, Boom. yeah, it happens. So, <clears throat> excuse me, it's like we're offering resistance in the very act of, I want, I want, I want. Mm -hmm. We're basically saying, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. And so we have to find ways to experience it right now and not like feel like we're in the absence of it. So, you know, however that thing makes you feel, however that thing that you say you want, be in the mindset that I already have it and feel the feeling that you would feel if it was physically present. Mm -hmm. So just start feeling that feeling. And so you're not in a state of black, you're feeling it. You know? All right. So just by you saying that, it made me think um, what we was just saying earlier. Um, it's like when they, when you let go and just like when somebody just gives up at that moment and then boom, things happen for them. It's like the, the resistance of it is, to me, is showing that you don't have faith. You don't believe that it's going to play out for you. But then the moment that you let go, then it's like, your faith kick in and then you're you're actually fully believing that okay things are going to play out and i said this before uh one time um i was talking about faith i don't know how i actually said it on my page but in short though it was basically saying like you can't continuously ask for something and and say that you have faith in it because if you continuously praying for the same thing it's like you don't believe that it can actually happen for you. And so when you said that, that's what made me, that's what came to my mind. Like, soon as soon as you let go, you're actually fully believing that, if that makes sense with what I'm trying to say. So I think a lot of times when people let go, they're basically saying, I'm not holding on to that no more. Like, like right. for example, the example I just gave about the people who shouldn't be alive. They're like trying and trying and trying to survive and they can't get themselves out of the situation. They're like, I just give up, I'm just die. <laughs> and then that's when their <laughs> help comes. But it's like because they stop putting all that resistance mm -hmm. into it. And we're saying similar things, but it's not the same because the thing that I really want to drive home is we already have it. We're mm -hmm. already it now. And I think that's the hardest shift because it's like if we don't physically see it, mm -hmm. then we don't feel like mm -hmm. we're already it. But then we're not recognizing the fullness of who we are. And so everything is already encompassed in who we are. We're already enough of everything. We're already it now. And it's just us coming into realization like, oh, I'm not just this physical mm -hmm. being. I'm connected to everything. <laughs> All of 
all <laughs> this. Everything I can see is stuff I can't see. And so it's that shift that all of that is encompassed within me. I might not be seeing it in my physical reality right now because I haven't given it my attention. And so once I give it my attention, it, it will spring forth. And like what Rodney just said, it's like, if you know it's going to spring forth, you don't have to know when. But also, what I'm saying is, you don't have to be in the absence of it. Mm-hmm. You can start living it right now, in this moment. Start feeling, if you if it's your dream to travel, start feeling yourself, you know. Oh, somebody was just telling me yesterday, they were saying that, Somebody was saying that they didn't believe in getting a house or something, but they kept the loans kept falling through mm-hmm. or whatever. So they told the person, they were like, How about this? Go to U Haul and get you some boxes and go ahead and label your boxes mm-hmm. or whatever. And so when the man's wife got home, she was like, Why you got all these boxes? You know, <laughs> he's like, Because. Um, old dude told me to label these boxes. We're going to start packing. We want to move. We need to start packing. Mm-hmm. So they started actually packing. And then I think a week or two later, Dang. they were ready to move. Wow. But it's like, yeah, really getting into the feeling of whatever the thing is. And then allow it to physic- come into your physical reality. But if you're feeling it, you don't, necess- you don't need it mm-hmm. to come into your physical reality. But because you're feeling mm-hmm. it, it's going to come oh. into your physical reality. But one thing that I, I did want to say about the topic is, because um, my sister-in-law had made some comment. She said that now scientists are saying that some form of cancer mm. is just um, parasites like on the spine or something like that Mm. and you know when I really thought about that I was like it's really kind of cool to bring in a different perspective on what cancer is because right now our thinking about cancer is it's a death sentence Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and so it's hard to erase that and so as long as we continue to think that that's what it's going to continue to be um, and of course individuals can think differently mm-hmm. and individuals will have different responses yeah. but as a collective we think it's a death sentence and so if we can start changing the collective conscience of what cancer is we will eradicate cancer mm-hmm. or at least it will no longer be a death sentence and so mm-hmm. The whole thing about um, you will see it when you believe it. It's like really just start believing on something different. Like our thinking is blank. Then how can we tell a different story about this concept that we've held so, you know, hard in our lives and just start telling a different story about it, start feeling differently about it and watch something else emerge. I like that a lot. And, um, I remember when you first told me that. I was like, "Oh, that's actually really great." Like, I remember feeling like that was when I, I was like, "Oh, that's great to like to think of cancer as a parasite." And the way I got there is like because you know 
we've seen a bunch of different parasites. We know how to remove a parasite, and we know, like, all right, you remove the parasite, then, you know, the host will be fine. So it just flips the thinking that drastically. It's like, oh, this is just something that needs to be removed. <laughs> like, that's a lot easier to deal with than, oh, it's something that just keeps multiplying and there's no getting rid of it. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> I like that. Then the other thing I want to say, one of the reasons why I was saying like I don't like the word ugly is because I feel like there's so much out there that I can't, I, I want to see that I'm unable to conceptualize. Mm -hmm. So if I can't conceptualize it, then how can I see it, right? If we say we can only see it like that. And so one of the things that I do is say, I'm expecting miracles. I'm looking for miracles. I'm looking for magic. I'm expecting magic. Yeah, so I like that because that reminds me a lot of um, another saying that I borrowed from you, which is, you know, we always are able to create a new. And I feel like that is just another version of that. It's like, okay, I'm going to continue to broaden myself for the best and all the highest good outcome for me, but not only for me, but also for everybody else. And you never know how that changes the world. I think it um, kind of reminds me again of the story that we had just talked about earlier of like the tokenism feeling of, okay, you can look at it that way, or you can say, okay, it's this, and this is now what it's gonna be, and this is what I choose to create it from, to be from here on. I think that's just incredibly powerful. That we, you know, we had the ability to literally change every story. And I just close with saying, I just remember working with someone, and I was like literally there holding their hand, like I'm gonna help you develop your business, etc. And they ended up, they would say stuff like, um, "When people make it big, they don't come back and help the community or whatever." And so anyway, I'm just like, okay, well. Sitting here, <laughs> not to say not big, oh, yeah. but I'm sitting here offering assistance, but you're not believing in the assistance, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're not taking, you know, right, due, right. due diligence, I should say. Um, and then I remember like some posts that say something to the effect of, "Stay with your community." Don't reach into like people that you're not familiar with or something okay. like that. Okay. And um, I remember them also saying something like, they were like, this is how things work for um, black businesses. And I was like, that's not how it worked in my business. Wow. And then he was like, so what you want a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you can ask any small black business or whatever. And I was like, you realize all y'all got the same first name? And he was like, what's that? I'm like, small. Because nothing wrong with having a small business. Right. But when you say I have a small business, you're limiting yourself. You're putting mm -hmm. a limit on what your business will be. And there's nothing wrong with wanting a small business. Um, but if that's not what you want, then stop calling it that. And stop owning 
the same problems that you say everybody else has. But I still have to say is opportunities can be right in front of our face. And they are. They Mm -hmm. are right in front of our face. But we can't see them because we're not tuned in. It is not that there's anything wrong. Of course, our brains are set up to tune into things that are of importance to us at that time. So some things we just we just can't see, it. Can't see <laughs> but it's right in front of our face. Yeah. So thank you for posting that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and thank you guys for joining me today. And thank you guys for joining us today to talk about you'll see it when you believe it. Until next time, this is Art Back. And this is Steve. Jerome. Rod. Bye, y'all.